and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money and work less so you can enjoy having your ideal business and your ideal life. This is Ann Backrack. Today we have a special guest with us who's going to share her very valuable insight and ideas about how to stop looking at yourself as the problem and how to start seeing yourself as the solution so you can break the barriers that are keeping you from achieving your goals. Tracy Pleshcourt was a successful advertising executive who became stifled by the rigorous, time-consuming demands of the corporate world. So she traded in her 20 years of advertising to pursue her real passion. She is the founder of Self Made You and the host of Secrets of the Self Made podcast. She is a student of her own work and has stopped overeating, overdrinking, and created a multi-six-figure business. Welcome, Tracy. I really appreciate you joining us. Hi, Anne. Thank you for having me. Well, I like to just jump right in and get some good information from you. So let's start our discussion today, Tracy, with something that can lay the foundation of us learning how we can easily have our brain help us even more than it currently does. So what is the difference between the primitive and the prodigy brain? Yeah, so the primitive brain is the part of your brain that you use by default. So because it is the more widely used part of our brain, it's the strongest part of our brain. And that part of our brain is meant to keep us alive. So it likes to be efficient. It doesn't want you having to think about the things that keep you alive, like breathing and your heart beating. But it also offers a lot of dramatic thoughts that keep you in this kind of hypervigilant, very reactive type state. So the primitive brain has a function, but it's really helpful to understand that the other part of our brain that I call the prodigy brain, it's also called your prefrontal cortex, that that part of your brain, when operating with intention from that part, you can actually respond instead of react. So where things start to kind of go off the rails is when we are reacting and we have like no intention. There's very, it's everything we're doing is kind of without intention or unintentional because we are operating from the reactive part of our brain, that primitive part of our brain. So at Self Made You, we work to strengthen the prodigy part of your brain so that instead of having these knee-jerk reactions or operating in an unintentional way, you actually are regulated to operate from the prodigy part of your brain and actually respond. So you are being more thoughtful. You can actually question your primitive brain thoughts that will never go away, but you, when you start to question them, you stop reacting. So for example, if I was on a diet and I was walking through my kitchen and I saw a sleeve of Oreos sitting there, my primitive brain says, you better eat those before they're not there, before somebody else does. 
right? That's what it probably doesn't sound exactly like that because this thought has been thought so many times. That thought creates an urge that has me grabbing one, two, or the entire sleeve and eating it before I even realize what I'm doing. So that is what happens when you are unintentionally operating from the primitive brain. You're very reactive. So for all those people that sit there and go, how come I can't stick to a diet? I have the best intentions, but in the moment, I don't even realize that I'm eating the cookie, drinking the wine, overspending. Like it's all the things that people are like, I feel like I'm actually doing these things against my will. And it's not because you're broken. It's because you're operating from the wrong part of your brain and you've never been taught how to operate from the other part of our brain. So I'm probably not unlike a lot of your listeners where we have this formal education, but it taught us what to think. And then we were tested on what to think, but we were never taught how to think, how to recognize whether you are unintentionally thinking, feeling, and behaving versus when you are being intentional and you're actually responding instead of reacting in a knee-jerk way. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And I'm really digging this. Now, getting back to the Oreo cookies for just a nanosecond, I'd wonder why the heck my husband bought them in the first place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How did they get here? <laughs> I didn't buy those. <laughs> right, right. Darn it, you knew I was on a diet. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, darn it, who gave you permission to buy those and put them here where I could see them? <laughs> so. Exactly. Now, let's talk about then, of course, we're going down this path here. What then is the quickest way for us to really access the prodigy brain and really put it to use to really be in alignment with what we want to intend to do and who we intend to be? Yeah. So it, you know, that question alone sounds like I'm going to give a very complicated answer. And here's the good news. It isn't complicated. I teach people how to rely on themselves as the solution. So I used to think because I had a problem with overeating and I had a problem with over drinking and I had some relationships that needed to be healed and I also found myself overspending. I thought I had so many problems and the common denominator was me. So I concluded that I was the source of all of my problems. I thought of myself as the problem. And I now have learned if I start to think of myself as the solution and not the problem, and I start to create a sense of confidence and reliance on myself, everything changes. When I start to believe that I can utilize myself as the solution and I am no longer the problem, I start to feel differently. And when you're feeling differently, you start behaving differently. So it starts with believing that it's possible that you could actually be the solution. And so when you start to think of yourself as the solution, I like to, I like to teach people to use S-E-L-F as the acronym that you are going to start operating from. So you can use this in unlimited applications in 
you know, decisions that you need to make in problems that you want to solve, goals that you want to achieve. All you need to do is think of yourself as the solution. So this four-step acronym, S-E-L-F, the S is start with a decision. So if you're somebody that has all of these big ideas or you're really spinning out in frustration and overwhelm, but all of this stuff remains in your head and it's swirling and you start to feel out of control, the antidote is starting with a decision. Make a decision, any decision is going to help you retain or recover in such a way where you feel like you are in control. It doesn't have to be some monumental decision. It can be the decision that I'm going to just stop for a moment and take a couple deep breaths. That's a decision. That decision puts you in the driver's seat. That is a step in the right direction towards better understanding yourself, better understanding why you are feeling the way you're feeling. Your behavior is always driven by your feelings. So understanding where your feelings are coming from is super important. So starting with a decision. Again, this doesn't have to be a huge monumental decision. It can be something very simple. The E is eliminating the self-sabotage. So let's say my simple decision was I'm just going to pause and take a couple deep breaths. Well, immediately my primitive brain starts screaming at me to either get back to work or I shouldn't be wasting time or this is too woo woo. What is breathing going to do for you? Right. You start hearing all of these saboteur narratives that are so loud because they're coming from your primitive brain that is so strong. Those neural pathways are so well established. We've been listening to them for years. And instead of reacting and being like, yeah, you're right, this is stupid. I'm not gonna sit here and do some deep breathing. I'm gonna go back to wasting time, probably buffering, probably doing things that are actually not helpful anyways, but I, instead of reacting to those saboteur narratives i want to just notice them notice them without judgment notice them because i'm a human being that has that part of my brain that's actually doing its job it is keep trying to keep me safe but the reality is i'm not in any danger so the primitive brain got its name because at one point we were in a primitive state where we had to listen to that kind of narrative. When the leaves on the tree started shaking, there may have been a tiger behind that tree. So the thought I better run or get the heck out of here was a very viable thought, but we aren't in a primitive state anymore. So if we listen to those kind of dramatic thoughts, when we're not actually in any danger, it sabotages us. So just recognizing the thought and chalking it up to, that's right, that's the part of my brain that I'm used to hearing and I'm no longer going to react. I'm now going to respond just by like calling it out, just by noticing it. And you can also respond by actually questioning it. Am I actually in any danger? It's so crazy when you start to ask yourself questions 
how clear it becomes that we are in this reactive state that actually creates a lot of self-sabotage, but it's the awareness that actually is helpful. It's not anything that we're doing other than just being aware. It changes the game. So the S is starting with a decision. The E is eliminating that self-sabotage. So just being aware of what's actually happening, the actual neuroscience of your brain. So you don't have to judge yourself. You can just chalk it up to you're a human. The L is leveraging your strengths. So just baked into that awareness has you actually already operating from your prodigy brain because you're being intentional. The awareness requires you to be intentional. The calling it out as your primitive brain is being intentional. So we know that now you're operating with awareness from your prodigy brain, but you want to leverage, you want to maximize the fact that you're there. Now I'm operating from my prodigy brain. And if I want to leverage this opportunity so that I actually get closer to what it is that I want, I have access to strengths only available to me from my prodigy brain. And these strengths look like empathy, compassion, creativity, innovation, discovery. And so when I know that about my prodigy brain, that it's only through operating from my prodigy brain do I have access to those kind of strengths, now I'm going to leverage them. I'm going to intentionally start asking myself questions like, what is the most loving and compassionate thing I can tell myself right now? That is a phenomenal response that you can have when you find yourself spinning out in frustration or overwhelm. That's how you leverage your strengths. So again, it's starting with a decision, eliminating the self-sabotage, leveraging strengths like empathy, compassion, creativity, innovation, discovery, and then finally finishing with a decision. What is the next best step that I can take that's so easy, it's almost hard not to do? I love that question. That's such a good question to constantly be asking yourself because life isn't supposed to be hard. That no pain, no gain is ridiculous. That is a saboteur narrative that we all have grown up believing. Get rid of it. Life doesn't have to be hard. Every single step does not have to be hard. Ask yourself, what's just the next best step I can take that is so easy, it would actually be hard not to do. I love that question and that gets you closer to what it is that you actually want. So you could start with a decision every single morning. What do I want today? What are the saboteur narratives that I start hearing when I make that decision? How do I leverage the strengths like compassion and discovery to get me closer to activate the progress the steps maybe just one step in the right direction and what's so beautiful about the s-e-l-f is that if you think about literally taking yourself along for the ride always having yourself to tap into step by step by step those compounded steps don't just create days they create weeks months 
lifetimes of what it is that you actually love. And so we teach this, the SELF, the framework, we actually teach it in the context of planning out your day. So we have a planner and it's called Self-Made Day and it's planning decisions that your future depends on it. And it literally has your whole day mapped out on the half an hour and you put your commitments down and then we take you through utilizing yourself to get through the day and it changes lives. It doesn't matter what your goals are or what challenges or problems you have. This is the solution is utilizing yourself instead of thinking of yourself as the problem. So that's the four simple steps. And I love talking about it, obviously, because I, <laughs> I haven't probably taken a breath in the last 10 minutes, but it's so helpful. It, it literally changes lives. Yeah, I mean, you can tell you're living and breathing this. You're a perfect example of it. So let's talk about the difference between then self-control and control. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they think of self-control, they think of that as an action, right? Like I walk through the kitchen, I see the Oreos, I have no self-control, right? That, we, we hear that all the time. I like to have people, I like to challenge people to think of self-control more as a thought and a feeling, less about the actions, but more a belief that everything, all of your experiences are within your control. It's all about taking responsibility for all of your results. So I like to challenge people to think of self-control in that way so it doesn't feel grippy. It feels more like a knowing, like, of course, I am the creator of all of my experiences because I know how to think. I know how to generate the feelings that I'm choosing to have. I know how to use those feelings to behave in such a way that actually creates the results that I want minute by minute, day by day, or event by event. So the difference between the kind of the grippiness that a lot of people think of when they hear the word control and self-control is it's not an action. It's more of a thought and often sometimes a feeling. And that makes total, total sense. Now, I've heard you talk about mental fitness being more important than physical fitness. So you have a higher percentage or focus on mental fitness versus physical fitness. So explain to us how you came to this conclusion. Yeah, well, I'd love to just use the like analogy of, you know, we all can relate to physical fitness, you know, going to a gym, making a decision about what it is that we want to create from going to a gym. So I want to, I want to tone up or I want to lose weight. And so therefore I'm going to, you know, lift this dumbbell to strengthen my bicep. So I have to get the reps in. And I need to not only get the reps in, but I probably need to build in some sort of strengthening protocol where I'm going to like lift heavier weights 
as we move through this. I'm going to give myself some time to rest and recover. So there's a protocol that I'm actually operating from. I'm not just willy-nilly going to the gym and hoping that my muscles are going to get bigger just because I've decided to go to the gym. There's a protocol. There's an intention behind that. It's no different when you have made the decision to strengthen your mental fitness. So like I mentioned earlier, our primitive brain just by default gets used more. And just through the usage, it becomes the strongest part of your brain. So we have to counteract that by with intention of uh, operating from our prodigy brain. So our prefrontal cortex, we wanna strengthen that part of our brain. So again, kind of baked into our self-made day, the daily planner is, you know, routine. It is getting in the reps. It's asking yourself the questions that have you being intentional that just through pure usage of being intentional on the daily, you're strengthening that part of your brain. So there's a lot of advantages to strengthening that part of your brain because you would otherwise downregulate or you know by default use the primitive brain but when the prodigy brain starts to get stronger you actually start to downregulate to it so it is actually driving the ship when it is strong enough you start to recognize not only are you able to kind of intercept any sort of reactions you start to avoid those circumstances altogether because you're so intentional it's so crazy but there's these 10 saboteur narratives that are very universal probably the most universal is the judge where we're judging ourselves we're judging other people we're judging circumstances and you'll notice as your prodigy brain starts to get stronger you'll notice that that is less likely to happen where you start judging yourself for things you should have done or shouldn't have done, you instead start thinking about every experience, good and bad, quote unquote, good and bad, as a gift and an opportunity. That's when you know that your mental fitness is strong. So you can start to look at the things that once may have been catastrophic in your life, you can start to look at those things as a gift and an opportunity, which is crazy, but it's absolutely life-changing when you have that perspective. But your mental fitness has to be strong and it takes consistency. This is not a flip of a switch. This is literal application every single day. So sustainable change is only 20% insight. So what I've told you today is amazing and it's inspiring but it's only 20 percent of the sustainable change that you probably want the 80 percent comes from application that's where the mental fitness comes in so you want to actively strengthen the prodigy part of your brain so that you can reap all of the rewards live a life where you feel like you are living with self-control that's awesome. I'm loving this. So give me an example of what kind of exercise I might do that would help me strengthen my mental fitness. Yeah. Okay. Well, I could probably talk for days on this, but 
Let me just give you some really practical ones that you could implement today. So I would look at your calendar, find a little bit of white space, even if it's just a half an hour of white space, you only have to book about 10 minutes of really connecting with yourself. And in that 10 minutes, I want you to just sit quietly, take some deep breaths, ask yourself some questions like, what is it that I'm feeling right now? And sometimes it sounds crazy, but sometimes that's a really hard question to answer. So many of us are so detached from ourself that we don't even know what it is that we're feeling. We don't have a vocabulary to even explain it. So in our planner, we have a feelings chart that's like page one. And I can't tell you, I probably reference that chart 20 times a day because I've gotten so good at tapping in to how is it that I'm feeling right now? That heightens your awareness. That strengthens your prodigy brain. That keeps you intentional. Understanding what you're feeling right now, being able to name it, really starts to kind of shine a light on how you're either reacting or responding. Because again, your behaviors are always driven by your feelings. So knowing what it is that you're feeling right now is hugely helpful. So that's a very simple exercise where you just set your alarm, take a couple of deep breaths, ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? What would be the one word that I would label to this vibration, this emotion that I'm feeling right now? And if you want to go further with that, now ask yourself, why? Why am I feeling that way? The answer is the thought that's generating that feeling. And that too is really good to know. Even if it's a limiting belief or a negative thought, it's really good to know that that is what's running through your primitive brain causing this feeling. Because so many of us are walking around questioning, why do I feel so depressed? Why do I feel so confused? Why do I feel so frustrated? It's the beliefs that you are unintentionally thinking. So when you reveal that, it changes the game. So that, again, that's baked into our planner so that you can take these steps. It almost feels organic every single day, actually on the half an hour, so that you can recognize how it is that you're feeling and why. And then we teach people how to decide ahead of time how they want to feel for every single commitment that they have on their calendar and ask themselves, what would I have to be thinking or believing to feel that way? So we can make that whole exercise work for us in a multitude of ways. But understanding how you're feeling, taking a couple minutes every single day, tapping into how it is that you're feeling is a great mental fitness technique. There's all the very common ones that we've all heard, you know, meditation is, is amazing. Um, sometimes it's more difficult because you probably have to find a quiet space. You have to carve out more time. I also like just tapping into my senses. So either my sight, my hearing, my 
taste, my um, physical touch, that, you know, just actually rubbing your fingertips to the palm of your opposite hand and really connecting, laser focus on the sensation that you're feeling. It requires intention. It requires you to slow down. It requires you to really understand what's going on, you know, really zone in. So I love that one too. I also like to just get really quiet and listen to the furthest away sound that I can hear. I just do that for two minutes. And that kind of intention, that kind of laser focus is strengthening my prodigy brain. Now, I find this really interesting. You've mentioned several times really key words here. You've mentioned the word intentional quite a lot. You've mentioned the word being consistent and you've mentioned laser focus. Mm -hmm. So just by thinking about these words alone, the impact it can have on people's lives. Right, right. Words matter. That's for darn sure. You know, when when we are unintentional, right, words don't matter so much. But when you start putting an effort, when you start putting intention behind what it is that you're doing, when you start deciding what it is that you want minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, now it's like you can't help but have focus. You can't help but have more direction, right? It's like it's it is a totally different way of living or a way of operating. So, yeah, those words definitely matter and I think they need to be a part of everybody's vocabulary. And so I think when you start using those words and you start asking yourself what do those words mean to me? What does it look like? For me to be intentional what does it look like for me to be laser focused that's how you start understanding yourself better so asking yourself questions is another very easy exercise that sounds so simple and i think just because it is so simple people will excuse it as not being effective and that's not true asking yourself questions is incredibly powerful I agree a thousand percent. Asking questions is massively powerful. And the interesting thing is, you know, we spend our time every second of every day doing something. And the question is, is that activity or is that something moving you forward, keeping you where you're at, or possibly even moving you backwards? Right. So right. by really thinking about the laser focus, being intentional and being consistent, how can you really apply just these simple concepts to have a huge impact? Yeah, I think, you know, making a decision at the at the front end of your day, you know, when you're going to apply some of these exercises, because I don't want anybody to misunderstand and think, wow, this sounds exhausting. I have to stay intentional every second of every minute of every day. I mean, when do I get to kick back and watch TV? And it's like, you get to do all of those things. You get to decide how it is that you want to spend your time. And just like, you know, the physical fitness, there's always a time for recovery. There's always a time for rest. And you get to decide, you get to retain the control. So 
I do a lot of, you know, mental fitness activities and I do a lot of sitting on the couch and watching TV because I enjoy doing that too. And I don't feel guilty about that. That is me making a decision and loving my reasons for making that decision. So but that's that's also being intentional. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. being intentional with your time and how you choose to spend it that's going to help you. Exactly. Exactly. So deciding again, really mm -hmm. utilizing yourself, you know, utilizing the acronym SELF, like having a sense of self-reliance, starting with a decision. It changes everything. So I love I that's why we use something as universal and as abundant as a day to teach this concept because everybody's got one and we all have the same amount of minutes and hours in our day. And so teaching you how to decide with intention and then taking the next step of eliminating the self-sabotage that shows up and then taking the next step of leveraging these strengths that are available to you now that you're being intentional and then taking that final step of making a decision about what's the next easy step. You don't have to see the whole you know, map laid out in front of you. You can take steps with confidence that after I take this step, it'll become clear what the next step is. I don't have to know the entire path. So because that belief is very sabotaging. Very, very important and powerful concepts that we've explored today that I think is simple for most of us to really begin to implement because it, we're going to decide to, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're making a decision to decide to implement something more consistently in our life that's going to help us really create the ideal business and the ideal life that exactly. we really want to have. Yeah, and then become self-made. Like, you know, that is not an ego-driven identity. That is a purpose-driven identity to become self-made, to, to retain the control, to take responsibility for all of the results in your life, the unintentional and the intentional, and to model that behavior for those around you. I think that's what's going to change our world. That's what's going to start to limit the amount of blame and finger pointing that's going on. It's, you know, becoming self-made is very purpose-driven, and that's what we really challenge our clients to strive for is becoming self-made. Awesome. I really appreciate you joining us today and sharing your great insights. I know you have a lot more to share. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have a day to go over everything. So I really do appreciate you sharing your very valuable time and your insight with us today. Thanks for having me, Anne. Well, my hope for our time together with Tracy is that you got value in an idea or two that will help you be even more successful professionally and personally. Feel free to share my podcast with others as it can be found in most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries and, of course, at accountabilitycoach.com. And if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which can also be found in most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. Want more from me? Of course you do. Subscribe to my proven business success resources and tips blog at accountabilitycoach.com forward slash blog. And always remember to aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time, make it a great day today and every single day. I appreciate you listening.